Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. What are the traps going to be? Sexy pool floats? You know? <laughs> yes, like naked ladies. Inflatable women, maybe? Uh, <laughs> let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode 122 of the Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness, joining me each week. Stephen Wojtowicz, William Fougere, Nicholas Larita. That joining me each week thing was a little misleading since we haven't done a fucking show in almost a month. Steve's <laughs> fault. Steve's fault. My bad. Tom's fault too. Well, I listen. I, I we were supposed to be done already, and I, that's why I planned my vacation. We were all done. Oh right, you planned your vacation around the podcast absolutely okay a thousand percent <laughs> right i would absolutely plan my vacation around my podcast of course i'm I would. sure well I don't, I don't know how many we're gonna do and between now and training camp i don't think we're gonna do <laughs> my august travel schedule is really crazy pants so i don't know how much we're gonna do so this hey, is language season... what line watch your language you said crazy p word we're trying to tone that down we're trying to I didn't when I wasn't he doesn't even know on that said. text. He has no idea what he said. Listen back. What did I say? He has no idea what he said. I can't believe you said it too, but whatever. Nick, what I say? I didn't even hear you, honestly. Atta boy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> doesn't listen after it's recorded, doesn't wait, listen wait, while it's you, recording. Wait, wait, what's what's this, the difference nah. for Nick? It's all wait, the same. You hear it back. It's just it's a chance for me to have some bourbon. We, we, yeah, it is actually. He knows what I'm talking about. He's got me. All right, so I'm, I'm not quite sure what the hell we did talk about last, um, but the draft happened. I know we didn't talk about that. So uh, who drafted first? I think Bill, you you guys drafted first. So you go ahead. You you talk about your draft. Was it good? Um, who How are your lottery draft? tickets? That was like weeks ago. Um. We got Chuck Yeager, I think. I don't know. Oh, Yeager bomb, right. <laughs> I don't think that was his name. Oh, yeah. They, they picked uh, number 14. Uh, they, they went with a forward who, um, gosh, I feel, like I, I feel like I read up on this so long ago. Um, yeah, so, so he's a forward who, who they think has, they, they think he's got a great shot, but they don't think he's otherwise very creative in the offensive end, but they are hoping that he'll develop that because they, they do think he's a, uh, like a like a, a workhorse kind of player who's going to be a real good defensive uh, forward, um, and and they think there's potential offensive upside there. But uh, but yeah, they he was he was projected to go higher. They they feel like uh, if if he had a had a more productive offensive season, I think I think the offensive numbers wherever he was playing before were, were a, a little bit uh, a little bit underwhelming, uh, but. But again, like they, they, they like his physicality. They like that. They like his size. They like that he's a, a workhorse and 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 uh, and could be like a shutdown kind of uh, uh, forward. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he develops that way because the Penguins have not had much luck otherwise. But uh, at least they stayed away from uh, the the Quebec Major Junior this time around. 
Nick, do you, do you guys have a first-round draft pick this year or no? We had no first-round pick. We had no first-round pick before. Their GM years. is Lou Lamarillo. He doesn't believe in first-round picks. <laughs> he, likes, yeah. he likes to trade the first-round pick for anything uh, not tied down. <laughs> the Rangers did have a first-round draft pick, and they chose Gabriel Perot, which was uh, – all the experts are saying there was a surprise that he was there at 23. Um, and he led the – the development program in uh, in points. He actually broke the record held by Austin Matthews. They say he he doesn't skate very well, but everything else he does is good. And that that uh, development team had on it two other draft picks. One was from San Jose, and I don't remember where the other one went. But they're all three of them who played on that line together are all going to Boston College together. So for the mm. next couple of years, he'll be playing with those guys that he broke records with. And uh, so keep my eye on Boston College games next year for sure. Yeah, I don't and think they I don't think they come down to Princeton. But every now and then they do, I guess they'll play Connecticut, maybe. Yeah. Might be interesting to get up there to to see a game. I don't even know how their how their schedule even <laughs> even runs to know if they would play Princeton or somebody or somebody close. And records is not a, no. a thing yet, right? Not yet, no. Hmm. And the Devils, Devils did not have a first round pick. Devils right? did not have a, a first round pick. Their first pick was number fifty eight overall. They took Lenny Hamanajo, uh, Finnish player, right wing, uh, and the scouting report on him was he does everything average. Which that's great. I guess is good because he doesn't, he's just got to keep developing everything. Like right. It's not like he's got an outstanding shot, but can't skate or he's a great skater who can't hit the net. He's just average, but right could, wing that, is, you know, he could I, be the next left from here. Yeah. I mean, I know at that point you don't draft for need. <laughs> That's assuming Lafreniere is average, right? Bill, calm down. <laughs> I know at that point you don't draft for need, but he is a winger. Which is definitely an organizational need. They 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 seem to overdraft at center, um, expecting then I guess to move people around as they develop. Uh, but but he's you know a right winger, which is is nice. You think it's easier for centers to move to the wing, or yeah, wingers to move off wings? It's probably easier for center, right? I think it's oh, easier so for yeah. a center to move yeah. to a wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Nick, who is the uh, who the Islanders prize get at the draft? Well, uh, it has to be their second-round pick, uh, 49th overall, um, 6'3 center named Danny Nelson, who looks a lot like Brock Nelson in in that sense that he's a center, 6'2", 6'3". Does a lot of – no, there's not. There's okay. not any relation. Um, U.S. player. Uh, if I remember correctly, he is – I think he's from – I want to say he's from Minnesota, but I don't remember – uh, you know, they don't fucking say it in there. Draft He'll stuff. eventually so anyway. want to go play close to home in St. Louis. So eventually <laughs> well, he's a guy that's uh, definitely a few years away. Um, and, uh, you know, it look like he's got a good shot, but a you know, big center power pivot, you know, kind of player, but um, not looking like a lot of, he looks like a safer pick. It doesn't look like he doesn't have any specific trait that looks like he's a, uh, that he can just kind of use and leverage like skating or 
you know, some amazing vision or anything like that. It just looks like a top end could be a, you know, two, three center in the, in the league two number two center, you know, if you, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, that's to get that at 49 is outstanding. Yeah. That'd be huge. That's top end. He's probably closer, you know, third line. line. Yeah. yeah. It was most likely in the top out of third line. I mean, listen, it's, I don't, I don't know. I think this is a really deep draft based on what we're seeing from a lot of the prospects, but you know, um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Isles did some other draft picks, but, uh, yeah, you know, listen, uh, all, all those, they're all like literally, literally, literally lottery picks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all lottery picks. You, you get um, a lottery ticket. Maybe this guy cashes in yeah. as, as a third or fourth round pick and you make like 50 bucks on him. And then yeah, Isles went for size. That was what I was going to say. There's six, all, everybody except for one guy of uh, the five they picked were all six, one and up. Um, and uh, yeah. It's the only thing you can't teach, right? That's right. That's right. So are you surprised that there wasn't as many deals at the Very. at the draft this year? I mean, First sure, round, you had nope, the, you no had deals. people jumping up in the draft and things like that, but no like major players or deals were were done at the draft. Everything, well, first round, nothing major happened. Yeah, yeah. That, that's before what the draft. Yeah, we had some deals in the be uh, before the draft, um, and then obviously the first round was uh, surprisingly nothing. Everybody stood pat, which was surprising. It was a lot of chatter, and it was looked like some phone calls going on, but nothing changed at all. It seemed like everybody kind of maybe maybe it's because of the weakness of the draft, but uh, or maybe that guy teams just felt like handcuffed with the with the salary cap. The cap. Yeah, there was it's reports just on the Twitter weird. that that GMs were not making deals because they were such a good player at their pick that they just went ahead and, and picked. That's what at least was they were saying. On I mean, Nick said it, Billy said it, and it was reported for the devils as well, that the teams were surprised that player X was available at their spot. So yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. It could happen right. too. You know, dra- everyone's draft board looks a little different. And so a guy, when the guy drops to their guy, the, I think he's the top of your list. It's usually like, hey, we're that's the guy we want. So yeah. it could just worked out that way. Um, you think the Ducks are going to regret not taking Fratellia too? I would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> no question. That's a. I'm going to regret him playing in Columbus. <sighs> yeah, I know. Why are so many Michigan players ending up in fucking Ohio State country? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, he. Fantilli, uh, Fantilli, he looks good. He looks yeah. like he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be a good player for Columbus and his they, name Anaheim. What's his, what's his last name? Did I call him Fantilli? Fantilli. You did call him Fantilli, but usually that's a Nick. <laughs> thing. Thought, we rely I mean, on Nick to do shit like that. I thought you were ripping off Nick. That's what I thought <laughs> we were doing. Let's say Nazi names. <laughs> but that guy's thought, he's a legit number one in in a lot of in a lot of years. Fantilli's a legit yeah. number yeah. one overall. Yeah. yeah, Bedard is clearly the, the guy this year, but Fantilli was looking really good. It's surprising that Anaheim went, went and took Carlson, but hey, he, they're both centers. They're both talented. That, that home run you swing, know. you know, you're trying. Yeah. To... They look at him, they see a Drysaddle or a, um, a Kopitar. That's what they kind of see, I guess, when they look at him compared to Fantilli. But, you know, it's, listen, go with your scouts. Scouts, Yeah, they used to watch guys all the time and, they saw something and we'll know in a couple of years, you know, if it was the right choice or not. Um, 
Yeah, the Raiders only- had had hired a uh, an assistant, and one of their assistant coaches was for the uh, the American National Junior Development Program, and uh, that was evident in their draft by taking you know Perot and. Um, Oh, that this skew that defenseman and stuff like that. So it was this guy's input. This guy's input was taken. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And look, there was, there was a lot, there was a lot of players in that, in that development program for the U S that did get drafted. Yeah. So there was a, there was a good crop of, of players in there for sure. But listen, I can't wait to see how the Rangers fuck up Perot. So me, me too. Should be very, very exciting in, in three years. Should be exciting. All right, that'll just about do. Well, actually, no. One more thing. So they they have Bedard's goal output set at this year for thirty two and a half. You get the over or the under. Over. Oh. I'm going over. I wow. never go over. Shocking. Shocking. I think it's an under, easy, but I I do too. I'm I'm definitely going to take the under on that one. I think I but I think I think he's going to score thirty though. Good. basically you think he's going to score exactly 30 then yeah i i do i i think he's going to score exactly 30 i think he's 30 i will join bill just for symmetry Ooh. There you go. Ooh. but i think he will score 33 oh i think he's just gonna make it yeah, that's, that's it right there right I think he's going to score 32.6 <laughs> i don't oh, know he, yeah. I, you can't score 0.6 goals even if you assist on them, it's, it doesn't count that that way, Bill. Not even if uh, it's a shootout goal. What does a shootout goal count for? Nothing. nothing. Oh, <laughs> negative. Absolutely. Well, I don't know about negative, but it's absolutely nothing. Um, and one final thing on the draft. Mm, this, is really final, final, final this is the third, this is honestly, final, final. This is the third. This is final, final now. Third final. PSPS. PPS. Nick. PSS. How was the bucket of chicken and the Pepsi? I was good. It was good. Ben and I, I went, we went to, uh, we went, we were out to Hooters? Uh, Bojangles, Bojangles and we picked up oh. uh, way too much chicken. Um, Cause they don't have like normal, I mean, you could get like a three piece or something, but I'm always like, I don't know what I'm going to get. How much should I eat? And so I get just like a 20, 20 like a bucket 12, of 20. It's like 12 piece plus yeah. um, like Four three sides. of these. Yeah, exactly. Three sides, but they're massive. So we got like, double mac and cheese and mashed potato and you get the, a jug of the sweet tea which is just like neither of us we just didn't take it we're like now nah, we're good i think she, maybe we did take it maybe we gave it to nora nora likes it but just sugar yeah. water i, yeah, I but, don't know how many pieces of chicken i will eat so just give me one of everything you have on the menu <laughs> that's kind of how it went so i mean it's like one of those things you're like should i get two three pieces or just get like the full enchilada so get or enchilada. everything yeah, you have it was good. Too? <laughs> yep. yep, it was good. We uh we chowed Sorry, down. Any enchiladas in here? <laughs> we chowed down that before we uh we watched the, the draft. It was a good time. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, that'll uh, so one that'll... final thing on the draft. <laughs> <laughs> that'll put a nice bow on the uh, NHL entry draft. Uh, and let's move. Let's uh let's talk about a little free agency. Let's take a ride in the metro. Uh, sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick.
Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. Uh, we'll start with the Icelanders. Nick, how did the right. uh, how did the Icelanders do in the free agency market? Well, uh, like I expected, it was going to be very little additions um, and some resigning and uh, trading of uh, Josh Bailey, which are all things that happened. Um, what surprised me was maybe all of the guys got resigned, which was something I didn't think was going to happen. Um, yeah, you didn't think Mayfield was coming back. I didn't because I thought he was going to be too expensive. Yeah, he and took the term over the. We'll talk uh, about that very shortly. <laughs> um, but first, Josh Bailey getting <laughs> traded was kind of the, the precursor to all this. Right before the draft, um, he was sent out with a third round pick, or sorry, second, a 2026 second round pick for future considerations, ultimately getting bought out. Um, and he's uh, basically a free agent now. I don't know if he can come back to the island if like there was no one else there and he just decided to come back. I don't know how that works, but considering he Isles didn't buy him out, I think it's possible, but I don't foresee it happening. It seems like he's going to try and sign probably with a, you know, uh, somewhere he can play. That was what he really wanted to do is play another year, play his contract. And, you know, maybe he doesn't, maybe he just retires with his, the, the money he gets from being bought out. Um, that buys us five million this year. Um, we didn't have to obviously buy him out, so no, nothing on the cap there. Give the Isles about ten million in free space to resign, effectively. Uh, Pierre Engvall, um, uh, Scott Mayfield, Ilya Sorokin, and who extended Ilya Sorokin, which was a surprise, and then also um, resigning Barlamov for another another um, four years. So the big thing here was all term. Um, they re-signed Barley for four years, which was uh, surprising because I thought they would sign him for like, you know, maybe the minimum for a couple of years, you know, just because him and um, Sorokin are our best buds. Um, but uh, they brought him back for four more years. So he's going to be 30, 35 right now, 39 when his contract ends uh, for 2.75 mil a year, which is higher than I was hoping for um, because I knew that the extension for Sorokin who, which eventually I figured would be like sometime this year, but they were like, he's our franchise goalie. He's getting signed right away. So they, they extended him, which doesn't start till next year. Eight, uh, eight by eight, two, five. So he's, we've got, we got Sorokin for eight more years um, coming up. So he's signed through nine, which is this year. At four mil, then next year the contract starts. So uh, the the goalies are signed. Uh, you know, we have eleven mil in goalies signed for next four years, three years, I guess. 
this year uh, is the last year of uh, Sorkin's work, uh, previous deal, so a little less. But it is concerning because it's going to be an escalator for the goalies um, when the forwards and defensemen don't all don't really come down much in the next couple of years. Um, That's the Rogan contract, Nick. Yeah. Boy, that makes fucking Shesterkin look like a bargain right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a bad deal. Like Sorokin, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that deal. No, I, I thought he was, he's, you know? worth, he's probably worth more than $8 million. I think so. I, you know, I think the problem is that he gets him and a lot of players getting just really jackhammered here with the, the cap, you know, oh, not yeah. really much teams can do. Um, so then that leaves us with Scott Mayfield, who I was surprised we resigned. Uh, they got brought him back in for seven years, uh, which is a lot of years uh, for Scott Mayfield. He's 30 right now. Uh, brought him back for 3.5 a year. Flat across, 3.5 the whole time. Um, he's, uh, that's, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I was hoping he'd be coming back at like 2.5 if they resigned him at like a hometown bonus, a hometown discount. But I guess the whole idea was Lou went into the whole, you know, well, some of you guys long-term and you bring your cap down. Maybe he was like asking for four and they got him to three, five. Um, I mean, I like having him back. I just didn't think we could afford him, but uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of years. And then that the last deal was Pierre Ingvall for also seven years at three mil. Um, Pierre's 27. He's a little younger. Doesn't make the seven years much better. But the thing with Ingval is he's 27 and he's pretty. He's he's a big, you know, um, he's tall and he rangy and he's a fast skater. And I don't I don't I don't think his speed's gonna go. He's, he's he really gets it from. He's not like a small explosive guy. So he seems like he should probably not fall off too much. And he really played well with Nelson and Palmieri last year. Um, I'm excited to see him with a full year on the Island, because I think he's, you know, pretty interesting player. We'll see how it works out. But the problem is with all this is just, it's a ton of term, you know, three guys signed for seven years plus, um, and then Mayfield for four, Barley for four. Um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of years. Um, and there's just nobody really coming off. Uh, we only have Martin and, and Clutterbuck coming off next year. And Sebastian Ajo, who makes less than a million a year. And Cal and Martin combined make three million a year total. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at four million come off the books next year. That's it. And then, yeah, but you're also looking at a, you know, probably about a $5 million increase in the salary cap. So, your four million turns into nine really. We'll quick. see. We'll see. It could, it, but it's just that there's not really flexibility with, with all these long deals because you're just kind of like, you can't do much. And everyone's got a, no, a modified no, no trade or no trade clause. And so my point is going to be that it's this team is this is the team. And if they can't make it happen, it's going to be really, really difficult to make any moves because there's just there's not a lot of flexibility. There's not guys with shorter contracts um, there. There's a couple of things that could happen, um, like, for instance, uh, there was Styles were supposedly in on to bring it. Um, and they had a, a uh, supposedly or reported they had offered to trade JG Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom, um, for, um, for Debrinkit. Debrinkit would be like $8 million or whatever he signed for. I think it was around that, uh, a year. And, uh, Wallstrom and 
JG would combine for about just under six. It would have been taking more cap on, but they would have been able to move Barzell back to center, move to bring it up to the top line, have a, basically a switch, a, a, a winger for a center or a center for a winger. Um, didn't work out. And it may be probably better in their best interest. I'm not super sure that was like the right move. It seemed to be a good idea, but it's a lot of money for Dabrinkit. Um, I'm not sure that's the right guy you wanted. So that didn't happen. Um, they also signed um, uh, Julian Gauthier, uh, who was a Ranger at some point. Oh, have fun with him. He's going he's gonna to do one move. He's going to try and beat the defenseman around and go cut in front of the goaltender, but completely fuck up the shot. It'll be a beautiful Ooh. move, and he'll, he'll do the move, but he just won't score. That's his Sweet. move. I, I was reading he's like Grabner. Um, lots of speed. What? Can't, can't finish. Not a, no, 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 no. He's nothing like Michael Grabner. Michael Grabner was a far superior player than him. Okay. Well, like, like, not – the guy, not the same. Oh, no, but I mean, doesn't even kill penalties. At least Grabner killed penalties. Yeah, uh, all right. He doesn't kill penalties. That's not great. He's going to be a bottom six guy for us. So, I mean, yes. I don't know. If he can't kill penalties, it's not great. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, with that, we have a lot of guys, for, we have a lot of forwards signed. Um, but he's got a ton of speed. He's got a ton of skill. And if you get yep. him in the right system, who knows what can happen, right? Yep. Yep. Um, JP, not JP. Parise, Zach Parise is uh, still unsigned. He may or may not resign. If he decides to play another year, Isles will make room. Likely they'll have to waive um, Ross Johnson, who has inexplicably three more years on his on his deal for one million dollars a year. Thanks, Lou, for that one. Um, and when eventually, I guess if that happens, that'd be a positive thing. Um, Outside that, though, really don't see much else happening unless um, they look to move Pajot to somebody else to try and get a different winger. But it's really looking like, you know, Wallstrom will, will, will be back on the on the team after his knee injury. Uh, you know, basically cut his season short last year. He'll probably start the season with Pajot and Fashing on the third lines. But I'm thinking, um, assuming that Lee and Horvat and Barzal play together. So, Really not much different. We get back Wallstrom. We get involved the whole year. Um, Sorokin is now locked up long-term. I hope we can get Parise to come back for in the one more year because he was great with us and scored 20 goals and was just putting his heart on the line, uh, put his, all of his effort out every every game. He can't, can't go around with a guy like that. So if he comes back one more year, I think um, we got a pretty – grindy line matchup or lineup to put out there and hopefully uh lambert can figure out how to make it work because he's got very little you know leeway with uh with what he's got going on so that's the Dallas. moving over to pittsburgh you guys uh you guys gonna get carlson bill uh that's been that's been the question since uh i don't know around draft day i think i don't know when these rumors yeah. started flying if it was uh Draft day or like first day of free agency. It's so long ago. Yeah, I can't right around that, that was the same time, right? And and the reports are it's either Pittsburgh or Carolina is going to get Carlson. Or nobody. You can keep you can keep San Jose can always keep their guy who just won an artist and scored 103 points. They might they might find the spot for him as well. Um, I don't know. It's hard to 
hard to find a spot in the lineup for a guy like that, Bill. <laughs> yeah, so so very, Penguins... he's very underrated. <laughs> he can't play goalie. He's he's not that good. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it it certainly would change the look of the Penguins if if that move goes through um, in so many so many ways because you would there would have to be a lot of impact to the to the roster as is currently constructed. Um, right now, um, the, the Penguins have, uh, nine defensemen. T- tell me if you heard this one before. I've heard that last year. Is this on replay from the beginning of the season? Um, I, and I think that's mostly because, you know, I, I, I think, uh, Dubas really wants to move Petri, uh, Jeff Petri, um, who's their highest paid defenseman at like six and a quarter million dollars a year. And, and is also, uh, barely maybe a second line guy at this point maybe um so it's a bit much to spend for a second line guy uh but you know that was that was one of those gifts that keeps on giving that uh mr hextall left for us um but yeah if if if, presumably if they do move on carlson i i I think petri would be dumped any which way they can out out of out of uh, pittsburgh uh, and and probably Granlin would have to go too to make room for for that salary as well as the actual players that San Jose might be looking for in return. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see where that goes. Lots we'll to stay tuned on that one, and and I guess when we get to training camp next season, we'll know uh, what happened or not. Um, but Dubas, yeah, I mean, free agency came around, and uh, and he was wheeling and dealing more than we've seen in in recent years in Pittsburgh. Um, he had a little bit of uh, cap room to play with. Um, not as much as he would have if, if Hexall, Hexall, you know, give, you know, partially, you got to give him partial credit for, for the, the cap room that the Penguins were having going into this off season. But then he brought in, you know, the Petries and the Grandlands of the world who represent like 11 plus million dollars in salary on the team and, and are probably third line guys at their respective positions. So, um, but anyway, they, they did have a little, they had more money to, to play with than they had in a while. Um, they did re-sign Tristan Jari uh, in goal, um, which, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't know the answer in goal. I've, I've said that like the, the last few times, you know, uh, they had to do something in goal. Uh, was it, and, and it looks like they're going to go with Jari. Um, they, they are saying that Jari, uh, now they're trying to come out and come clean about what Jari's injuries issues were last year. They are saying that there's no truth to the rumors that there's some kind of degenerative hip issue um that he that he had tweaked his back uh in training camp last year it lingered throughout the season uh kind of flared up on him uh and now now he's saying that he's addressing it that he's that he's trying to work specifically on on strengthening it in this offseason who the hell knows what the truth is i don't you know it, it sounds plausible enough uh because sure you know your back can come and go <laughs> i've experienced it Nick's experienced it. We've all experienced back issues. I think, you know, we get to that age. Um, but, uh, but Jari, you know, like I said, like if, if Jari, if Jari does manage to stay healthy, then I think they got a bargain with him. If he's in and out of the lineup, like he was last year, then that's, then they still got a problem there. Uh, they did go for more depth in goal this time around. They, they also signed a couple of uh, free agents uh, to, to kind of, presumably starting the AHL, Alex Nidigil, that guy. Nick helped me out with that name. Alex Nedeljkovic? Nedeljkovic. Uh, I like that. I like that. From Detroit. Um, 
who, you know, probably got a bad rap playing in front of the Red Wings uh, when he did get a chance to play. So, um, so then uh, defensively, uh, their big signing there was Ryan Graves, former devil, um, who I remember saying, my God, everybody just skates all around him <laughs> in the playoffs. Yes. But then all you guys were saying uh, it could just be the system. You know, he was a good defenseman in Colorado. So I'm hoping you guys were right. And and my senses were failing me when I when I saw him, you know, not impress me in the playoffs. But uh, he's presumably going to be the first line pairing uh, left D guy uh, replacing Brian Dumoulin, who uh, who has departed. Um, and then uh, at, at forward, we also hey, saw. Wait, 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 our- wait. What other former devil defensemen's did you guys either sign or resign wasn't there will a butcher, few will butcher and ty smith there you go we're loaded with them and and, and will <laughs> butcher and ty smith are our eight and nine defensemen that i was uh, referring to before so uh yeah still still they're gonna defensemen. be really good for you guys <laughs> it's great ah, uh-huh i i that they'll be better in wilkes though and then at uh at forward you know we the Penguins lost. Um, uh, what was his name? See, too much time has gone by since the season. Jason Zucker McCann or Zucker. Zucker. Zucker's gone. Um, and in came uh, Riley Smith via trade with uh, Las Vegas, uh, which was a good deal. Um, uh, picking up, you know. Uh, Listen, you did nothing but of, bitch and moan about your third and fourth line last year. This is a guy. This is a guy oh, who no. probably could definitely help that for sure. I disagree because he's going to be on the second line with with uh, Malkin. There's no oh, question he's going top no. two lines. Yeah, so you're not going to move Jeff Carter up and put him down to the third. <laughs> you look at this lineup and tell me who else you think is going to go on the second line. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he's a replacement for Zucker who who was playing alongside with Malkin. I think uh, oh, no. I think he's a top two line guy for the for the Penguins next season. Uh, but yeah, to address that that brutal third and fourth line. Um, that they had last season they still have they still have carter thankfully for another year hooray um but uh but they shorted it up there with uh, veteran center lars eller uh and some guys uh, uh former uh maple leafs uh noel akiari noel akiari and uh uh andreas jansen who was also another former devil uh but Dubis, you know Definitely dug back into uh, his his former uh, Maple Leafs uh, talent pool and, and was signing guys there. Also, Matt Nieto uh, re-signed. Alex Nylander still on the team who looks like he was ready to take another step there with the Penguins. So they've got some some new blood in, in lines three and four, and um, hopefully Dubas has some idea what kind of identity he's, he's looking for out of those guys. Um, so I, I do think the Penguins are a better team right now um and then if they manage to to move any of that salary that that dead space with Brandwind and uh and petri and lord knows if they they manage to bring in carlson then they should be significantly better um this coming season so that that's uh that's dubis's off season so far stay tuned i i i do think they're way better balanced but as you mentioned i think you're uh it's all going to depend on how jari plays I know yeah, I'm going he's, out of the limb. No, nah, yeah, he's uh I mean he's in the last couple of seasons when he's been locked in healthy, he's I mean, he's looked up among the, the top goalies in the game. He was an all-star a couple of seasons ago and he deserved it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it just depends on on if he's 
I guess how he's feeling. Uh, and, and hopefully, hopefully this stuff that he's talking about with, with working on his back, hopefully it works. Hopefully, hopefully he has a, he finds a way to, to be in the lineup and, and healthy. Um, hopefully he's learned something and physically he could, you know, kind of put that into action. We'll see. So moving over to the Rangers, their uh, Chris Drury's offseason has been um, a little bit more active. Um, as, as Bill mentioned about Pittsburgh, um, Drury's offseason has been a little bit more active. Um, I didn't think we were going to get a lot of signings, uh, especially on the first day of free agency. But um, Drury moved quick. And uh, one of the, uh, no pun intended, one of the first moves that he did make was to bring a Connecticut boy uh, back to the organization or to the organization um, as a backup goaltender. That's Jonathan Quick. I, I hated Jonathan's quick game the past two years, and I, I don't know how serviceable he is going to be for the Rangers, uh, but at least he's a veteran presence who's been there before, who can give leadership and all that other bullshit. Um, so we'll, we'll see what, what quick does, but he came on a really, really team-friendly deal. Uh, he's one of these guys, and we're going to talk a, about a couple more of these guys that are just these bottom-of-the-barrel kind of dumpster-diving 35 year old plus guys who can get bonuses and, and quick is certainly going to be one of those guys that comes in with the $825,000 a year contract with some, uh, with some performance bonuses um, that, that can be tacked on to next year's cap. Um, <clears throat> moving into the, into the forwards. And this is probably where they have their prized free agent signing of the off season. And he comes as a buyout and that's Blake Wheeler. He's going to solidify, solidify at least a little bit on that right side and give us a, a, at least a little bit of organizational depth on that right side. And he comes cheap, very, very common theme um, throughout this whole thing. In fact, Jonathan quick is the most expensive signing that the Rangers made in the off season at 825,000 he was tied with uh, a, a one of the other defensemen but these are the type of players that the, the rangers needed to get and we talked about it on on the last episode about these buyout guys who you got to kind of take a chance on and see what they still have left in the tank and i think wheeler still has something he's got at least some size and some net front presence so that gives you a couple lines with Kreider and now with wheeler about guys who can just stay in front of the net they did become a lot older and a lot slower uh, in, in this process, um, Wheeler wasn't the only guy that they brought over, uh, a veteran journeyman, Nick Benino, who, oh, I always admired from his days in Pittsburgh, um, and being on, on a lot of good playoff teams, um, it, you know, come and solidify that, that fourth line center role and be, and be really good on faceoffs. Other guys like, uh, Tyler Pitlick, uh, Alex Bazile. I don't even know if that's I'm pronouncing his last name properly, but these are the type of guys that you're going to get with, with this lineup who is very top heavy with their, their stars. And, and these guys who are already making money. So it's going to be turnover on the third and fourth line. Um, how far Wheeler plays up into those, into the second and third line is really going to depend on, on Lafreniere and on their new coach and Peter Laviolette and how he, he works these young guys. So I hope that Wheeler plays the majority of the season on the third line and then Lafreniere and Kako get the majority of the looks up, up front because I think you're going to need those guys to do that. Look, Heedle, 
Lafreniere and Kako are the only guys right now penciled in that are going to be under the age of 30 in your lineup. It's unbelievable how two, three years ago, the Rangers were the youngest team in the NHL. And now they're, they're, they're slowly, but surely inching their way up into the, uh, the upper echelons of, of age on the back end. There wasn't really much that you needed other than to solidify your, your, your bottom, your bottom pair. Um, and, and they did that with Eric Gustafson. Um, they have Zach Jones who has a one-way contract and uh, another guy named Connor Mackey, who I, I don't think I've ever heard of. Um, they're all going to be battling for that last defensive position. Uh, I think Gustafson kind of has the edge there, but you know, Zach Jones, you got to, again, this is a young guy who you brought through your system, who you drafted, who played very well in Hartford last year. I think you got to give him, give him an opportunity to, to come up and play. Um, the restricted free agent signings, um, they did well getting Miller under $4 million, I thought, on a two-year deal, $3.87 million for Keandre Miller for two years. Uh, they don't buy anything into his unrestricted. Um, <clears throat> he will have arbitration rights the next time or when his contract is over. And uh, Lafreniere is still kind of up in the air. For a guy who has been penciled in since about midway of the season to make $2.5 million over two years, this contract has taken an awfully long time to get finalized. Um, so I don't know if it's on Lafreniere's side or if it's the Rangers trying to get him down even further, closer to the $2 million mark, uh, which would be great. But I think you got to pencil in Lafreniere at $2.5 million over two years. And listen, you have no room for anybody else. So this, this season or this upcoming season is going to be eerily similar to the season the Rangers had this year with acquiring cap space. And they got to hope to God that with all of these older guys that they're bringing in now, that they stay relatively healthy so they can just keep acquiring cap space. So you can go and make the necessary moves you need to make at the trade deadline. So this year is going to be very, very similar to last year. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how these, these new guys fit in, um, how Wheeler um, solidifies that right side, what the young players do, Philip Heedle, Capo Caco, Alexa Lafreniere. It's going to be, you know, I've been saying the same thing for, for three years because the cap has been such a constraint that we have not been able to really do anything. And like Nick had mentioned before, this is the team that we're going to get for probably the next two, three years. Um, with just just some fiddling down the down the third and fourth line and and a little bit on on defense. This is this is your team for the next couple of years. Um, they're definitely in win now mode. So we'll see. So I think with what Drury had, I think he's done a a pretty decent job of bringing in the in the right players at the right amount of money in order to to have a very serviceable team next year. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Steven, New Jersey Devils. I will sort of start where you left off. And that is uh, Heesher, Brat, Hughes, Hamilton, Marino, Meyer, and Siegenthaler. All signed for the next four years. So, you know, pen them into the lineup now. Outside of that, the offseason has seen them trade for Tyler Toffoli, uh, Trade away Sharon Govich in that deal. Let Wood walk. Let Graves walk. Trade away Severson for a draft pick. And then sign Meyer, sign Brett with that money, 
And then once free free agency hit, all they had to do was they they just went searching for depth pieces. So they signed Chris Tierney, who's a center, to a two-way deal. They signed Colin Miller. He's going to be that sixth, seventh defenseman. And then they got a backup, you know, a, a goalie. Again, just an insurance piece that they can stick down in Utica should something happen to um, Vanacek or Schmid, he's ready to come in. It still leaves them with $4.8 million in cap space. And I really want to see them try and get a reclamation project that can fit in the top six on left wing. Um, I know Tarasenko is still out there, but I'm sure he's not going to sign for that little. Tomas Tatar is still out there, knows what it's like to play in New Jersey. You Maybe if he'll, if he'll come back for, for a pro, on a prove-it deal at $3.3 million or $3.5 million, I would be fine with that. Hell, I'd even be fine if they, they threw a couple million dollars at Zach Parisi and tried to lure him away from the island just to see if you can catch lightning in a bottle. You know, maybe playing on a on a top six role with with a Hughes or a Heesher. We you know can 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 set him off again. So uh top top six again is pretty locked in, but I still would like to see them um get one more guy, uh, get another winger, so that way we could move uh Mercer down to third line, either center or wing. I just feel like if you have him on the third line, that just solidifies your top nine now. Um, but I, you know, I'm ready to go. It's you know, and then and then to round out the roster, it's going to be either a Holtz or a Nolan Foot or a Graham Clark, or again maybe this Chris Tierney comes into camp and and shows these kids, you know, something shows him he really wants to be in the lineup and and beats one of them out of a spot. You look intrigued by that. I, I got a name for you. You want a reclamation project? Yeah. You want a project who has failed everywhere he's been at? Oh, wait. Jesse Puyo Yarby. Whole party. He doesn't want to come back over, though, does he? Uh, he's available. It's either that or, or taking a chance on, on a player like a Josh Bailey. Bailey may, <laughs> may be, might fit in your system better than, than a Puyo Yarby. For sure. I think so. You come for I, I do too. Nothing. So again, it's just filling out those those last couple of spots. Kevin Ball is still in RFA. I'm sure he's gonna get signed before this, you know, before camp starts. I thought he was signed already. No, he's the he's the lone remaining RFA that hasn't signed. Um oh, they lost Bokefist to Boston, they re-signed McLeod, they re-signed Bastion. And uh, that just left Kevin Ball as the, the lone RFA. Maybe it was Bastion I saw. Maybe it was Bastion. Bastion got two years at 1.35, which was a little shocking that they give him that extra year. Um, but maybe they're figuring the cap goes up in two years. It, it won't even matter. Were you upset that they didn't go out and, and, and try to get a, another goaltender? That hell well, of a thing. At least they haven't yet. They haven't. The hell of a thing is still hanging out there, like it's yeah. going to happen. Um, I'm not upset that they didn't go out because the goalie market 
people, I think people overpaid for a lot of the goalies that signed. So I'm, oh, I'm, I was really, really wasn't upset to see them waste that money. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, think you should. I don't think they should get Hellbuck. I think that's he's going to what ask for nine. He's, he wants nine, yeah, and that's that. And you're going to have to trade prime assets to get him in the first place. Yeah, and then overspend to to resign him. Seems like a bad idea. But he does. So so here's my take on it. If the cost isn't a Luke Hughes and a Simo Nimich you know, just an astronomical ask. You got to go for it every year you can go for it. I agree. You have to. Because you could say the window is just opening up. I don't think they're going to repeat what they did last year. I don't think they're going to be a top three team in the league again. Right? They were the third best team in the league points-wise last year. I don't think they're going to repeat that. So... If taking, if getting a, if overspending a little bit to get a goalie is what gets them back up to maybe fourth, fifth, or sixth best, then go for it. I, I think Luke Hughes is an untouchable. I think Nemich is not an untouchable. And I, th- I think he, he probably at least would be asked for in the deal for sure. I would agree with that. And I wouldn't be willing, I wouldn't be against parting with him, but only if you then, have that guaranteed re-signed contract not at nine and a half at like eight, eight and a half. You know, somewhere closer to where your goalies are. Well, mine's a five and a half. Well. <laughs> I, I, again, a bargain. But I think eight, eight, what, what, 8.25 is what, uh, is what Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin is making now, right? Yeah, it's eight point two five. How old is Hellebuck right now? Is he? You someone's at thirty one. Is he thirty one? He's old enough he, that he's he's going to be an RFA. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's he's thirty now. So the thing is though, Shishurkin's only signed for two years, and he's a UFA. So I mean, well, he he had when he signed the contract though, it was five years at five and a half. But what's which, that which next? Con- deal, what's right? that next contract? His next contract like? is going to be nine and a half. Right. Easy, especially in two years. Yeah, and he, but he's still going to be relatively young. He's twenty-seven now. So okay, so he'll be twenty-nine, both, thirty. He'll be at right around the same age as Hellebuck is. Yeah, if he signs, listen, he signs around what Sorokin signed. But let's say, I mean, I guess he'll probably do eight years. But if he did six years, they they their contract would be the same same term. You look at you look at a team like Toronto. They got double-digit players. You know, players making ten million or more. You look at Colorado, they got double-digit players. Our highest-paid player is 8.8. And that was the, yeah. the, the deal Meyer just signed. So, again, maybe he comes, you know, again, 8.5. Hamilton, right? Hamilton's making nine. Oh, right. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I forgot about Doug. Yes. But, all right. So, 8.8 But, but, but even still, yes. Right. Not it's still... Between the two of them, that's two million extra dollars per year that you can put into somebody else. I think with it with a goalie who's consistently at that upper echelon level, that's always consistently in the in the uh, the Vezina conversation, it, it bumps them up into the upper echelon of the league. 
there any surprises no, out there? Does. Was there any surprises that you saw? I didn't see any real big surprises. Outside of the outside of the Tarasenko deal falling apart and yeah. him firing at his agent. I mean, that Un- was unbelievable. That that, was that's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's clearly like the, the crazy deal. I mean, we didn't see yeah. Hellbook move. We didn't see anything yet. But like maybe we'll see a couple of things later, but I think that was the the wildest thing. And he still uh, hasn't no, signed, no. right? I don't know. He's How about it? a player that has gotten bought out twice in the past three oh. years? In Tony D'Angelo. First guy. Well, first guy. First guy in NHL history to get bought out twice. Or Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's who I, Oof. when you said you were going to throw a reclamation project at me, I, I thought for sure that was the name you were going to throw out. I, I don't think anybody wants to take a chance on him right now. He's going to touch him now. I, I'll give him $775,000. Yeah, maybe. It's what he's going to have to take. What did Tarasenko turn down? Was, that was, was it reported? I don't remember what it was. But it was enough to fire his agent for, for sure. <laughs> five, yeah, this is the post of saying that he was unhappy with the 5.5 to 6 mil a year, which would be a, I don't know how much they go for him. Yeah, He's 30. Think- I wouldn't do more than that, right? I think that's the right. No. I think that's the right amount. Honestly, I don't. I don't think he's worth more than that. No, definitely not. Well, hey, look, the the Ducks need to sign what six more players and to get up to the cap floor. They're what eight million dollars under the cap floor right now. So if you got anybody to trade, give Anaheim a call. And now it's time. For trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong Bill. We are. We're really doing it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're just. We are just under an hour. Okay. So today's question is: Who was the first woman to get her name on the Stanley Cup? Betsy. Samantha. Ross. Samantha? It wasn't Samantha. Paulina uh, no, Gretzky. Not, not Betsy Ross either. Paulina Gretzky. No, no. She, she didn't uh, get on Janet the Jones. No, not, she, not the first woman to get her face um, engraved in, like, in a in a piece not the of first glass. to have sex on the cup. Yeah, the, I, I would I would I would imagine they, they did bang in, in the cup. Oh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta Makes think sense. that that's happened more than once, right? Oh yeah. The, yeah I mean, the, the size of it. I mean, a nice petite ass sitting in the cup. I mean, it's perfect size. It's perfect height. It's perfect everything. Manon Rayom. Uh, no, it was not Manon. You'd Rayom. rather go answer trivia than have that conversation. All right. Yep. Yep. I would have said Manon <laughs> Rayom as well. That that man, yeah. oof. Um, it's gotta be Illich's wife. It's gotta be the wife of an owner. I'm I'm guessing, or something what, like that. Wouldn't it, sure. Wouldn't why it, not? Why not? Why you chauvinist. Be, why wouldn't it be just? Oh, some, yeah, no, some it's not somebody wife. who deserved it. They definitely didn't do anything to earn it. <laughs> uh, 
Brittany Cecil. Oh, wow. Ouch. What the fuck? Ouch. <laughs> No, that's oh, worse than no. sex in the cup. All right, can we go to listeners? The... Do not do not Google that. <laughs> be very disappointed straight, in Tom. Straight to multiple choice on that one. Um, I made it sign of the cross before I said it. Amanda Kessel. Uh, no, I didn't get her name on the. Bill Kessel. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Amanda <laughs> Bynes. <laughs> Is there Amanda Hugging Kiss in here? <laughs> I'd like Amanda said, Hugging Kiss. Ah, I got him to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go multiple choice because this, this could Please. be all night. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. A, Marie Denise de Bartolo. B, Marguerite Norris. C, Marion Illich. And D, Sonia Skirfield. Marion Illich, isn't she a tennis player? No, she's the wife of the Illich, the owner of the Red Wings. Uh, I'm going to say the second chick. The yeah, I'm going to say the, the second chick, too. The Norris chick. Third chick. second just... chick is correct. Marguerite Norris. Norris. It sounded it French and the Norris trophy. and Not just somebody's wife. She was the first female... Wait. Hockey executive in the National Hockey League. You have what? more information to back up the answer. <laughs> oh, see, I was looking at it because you were. She was a. She was a. She was an executive for the Detroit Red Wings. Assistant executive assistant. No shit. Um, All right. What year does it say? I don't forget. Nineteen fifty-five championship season. Wow. There it is. Wow. I have. Oh come on! Prepared for everybody. Time for this. Oh, we do. No, we don't. Bonus no. movie Australia? hard trivia. Movie, movie hard? Wait, what? Bonus Ooh. sports movie trivia. Okay. In particular, The Sandlot. Oh, God. Ooh. These All are right. five. The Great Bambino. I think very difficult questions oh, shit. from okay. The Sandlot. Jesus. Oh, so let's. Homework. Wendy Peppercorn. Let's, let's see. No, no. That was good. What was. Benny's middle name. The Jet. Grover. No, no. He, he had a real middle name, Bill. Grover? No. It was the Jet. Was it? Uh, Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Franklin is 1,000% correct. Wow. Ah. Okay. Every Where, fucking kid named Benjamin's going to have fucking <laughs> Franklin. <this. laughs> Where was Small's father going on a business trip right before he stole the Babe Ruth ball? replace the steak he had to put on his eye <laughs> no no he was going on a business trip where was chicago? he going chicago chicago is correct it's, oh my so god you guys are losers all right um <laughs> what was the beast's name that's a that's a that's a gimme. oh that's a gimme Come babe on. no Hercules. Hercules is correct. That was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Makes more sense. Uh, how Good much job. was the ball they bought to replace the Babe Ruth? Ninety-six ball? cents. No. Twenty-five cents. No. Seventy-six cents. Mm-mm. Five cents. No, it was, <laughs> it was perhaps more than that. Dollar? Twenty cents. Was it in the nineties? It was in the nineties. And it wasn't ninety-seven. Oh. Was it ninety-seven? Nope. Well, it took place in the 90s? You said 95? 96 already. No. 94? Oh, 99 cents. 93? No. 
You in fucking Mujic, dodged it. Hold on. 92? No. The took place in like the 70s, isn't it? You did not say them all. You missed one. It, 98 cents. 98 cents is correct. I said that first. <laughs> no, you said 96 cents. And then I went up to 98. Oh and then I went no, down. you went to 97. You're going to laugh when you when you listen back. Probably not. And and Nick has been alluding to this. What year in the movie, right, did this take place in? What was the year? It was the that year Maury, the... What, Maury, Maury Wills broke the stolen base record. So if you know that five, no, seventy-two, nope, no, uh, it was in the seventies. It you, you can see it on the Founders Day banner. Fifty-eight, no, no, sixty-one, no, sixty, no, fifty-nine, sixty-three, no, no, because they got really into the sixties later 1969. on. Nineteen sixty-nine. The two nope. they, he says the two 69. kids got really into the 60s. All right, so 57. 52. Nope. Yeah, Maury Willis wasn't playing. 50 heavy late 50s then. 59. Nope. 58. Nope. If you 50, said it already, I might not have 56, heard you 55, 55, 54, 54 53. So if you did say it already, I'm sorry. What what Steve? I just said all the years in the 50s. Wrong. 61. Really? No. 60. No. 64. No. 63. No. 65. That's fucking believable. 48. <laughs> Everyone but uh, but the number. 1927. No. <laughs> 2044. Uh, yeah. 68. <laughs> no. 61. Lower. 65, 64, 63, 62, 62, 62, 62, 62. Correct. I think we said that. I think I you're going to have to listen back. I, no, as, I said 62 said, six times. Sure. Well, if, if you're going to fucking ask the questions, you got to listen. Time. If you're going to ask yes. the questions, you got to listen for the answers. Well, you guys were talking over each other. It's very that's, hard. That's, that's a you problem, not Graves, a me problem. I can't hear it. That's a you problem. <laughs> Speaking of problems, we're all going to have a problem because you know what it is time for now? And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. The rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four Friends of Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this player associated with the New Jersey Devils? No. Is this player associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yes. Person associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. Is this person associated with the New York Islanders? Yes. Penguin Ranger Islander. Ooh, the cool. Darius Kasparaitis. No, a good guess. Oh, really good guess. Is this player a defenseman? No. Player or forward? Yes. This player playing the 2000s? No. Player playing the 90s? Mm, yes. Yes. 
So maybe seven. Play in the eighties. Yeah. Yes. So eighties, nineties, forward. Rangers, Islanders, Penguins. Kevin Both. Stevens. Ooh. No. I don't think he played for the Islanders. No. I'm going to have trouble figuring out anybody who played for all three. Marty Straka. <laughs> no. Thomas Sandstrom. Nope. He's playing all star. Yeah. Luke Robitaille. Nope. Was he better known for playing for the Islanders? Yeah. Patrick Flatley? No. <laughs> Fuck you laughing at. Um <laughs> Ray Ferraro. Nope. Ooh. Peter Ferraro. <laughs> he was definitely not an all-star. Chris Ferraro. <laughs> Phil Bork. Ooh, Phil oh, Bork. wow. You guys are well off. You're going to kick yourself for this one. No, we're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no clue. I, I, I got nothing. Brian Trottier. Hey, Billy, with the slapper at the oh, end. Brian Trottier. <laughs> Holy coach shit. Coach for the Rangers. It wasn't he or something, he right? Coach for the Rangers. Uh, Associated with the Rangers. Uh, the fucking technicalities. Sneaky. Well, you know, I thought you'd have an easy one here. He's kind of one of the most prominent Islanders and won two cups of the Penguins. I thought he'd be pretty easy. Um, Worst coach in the history of coaching. <laughs> it's it's Trotch. Trachier's actual birthday today. Whoa. Ooh. So we never would have gotten it by doing research. <laughs> wow. Billy with the first slapper right at Happy the buzzer. Happy birthday, Brian Trochier. Wowzers. <clears throat> Wowzers. All right. That's going to bring us to uh, this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Round well, here. We all look so lean. Round well, here we enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. Uh, it's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2000. And really, was it 19? Oh, yeah. Did I not have this one? Maybe I had a different one. Because I have a completely different one in a different year. Just give me the date yeah. of whatever year that is. No one's going to hold you to it. No, yeah, nobody's going to nobody's going to go back. Nobody's fact out. checking you. Who banged in this weird place and and, and tried oh, no, to no, no, I, I okay, I, I, I got it. I I have okay. it right here. I I picked the wrong thing. I'll save that for 
for no, maybe not. No. Okay. Um, go to June seventeenth of twenty nineteen. June seventeenth was a Monday. Uh, Coke Zero can and a Belvita breakfast bar. Uh, grilled chicken Caesar salad from Wawa for lunch, and a Coke Zero twenty ounce. Uh, afternoon snack was a king size whatchamacallit. Oh, because we had probably done our episode re around then of uh, top five candy bars. Uh, <laughs> dinner was a barbecue chicken sandwich and probably a not. can of Coke Zero. Definitely not. What? I'm not sure we did it in 2019. I don't think we were doing a podcast in 2019. <laughs> All right, wow. Then I'm just a fat fuck. What do you want me to tell you? Why did you pick Monday, June 17th in the year 2019? Well, listen, I, I happened to find another one of these fucking weirdos, what believe it or not. Florida? And, and no one knows how to have a good time like a Florida man. Am I right? All right. Uh, but if you're looking to liven up your summer pool party, definitely don't invite Christopher Monin. <laughs> He's Monin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. these are these are quality jokes that you're not laughing at mind you the 35 year old floridian was arrested for stealing dozens of pool floats around the palm bay area why pool floats you ask well to have sex with them of course according to the miami herald the palm bay police department suspect um, Monin is behind a whole crime wave of missing pool toys. An estimated 13 cases of stolen pool floats have been reported in the Palm Bay area just in 2019. Um, the city has been plagued with burglaries. Uh, during these burglaries, police exclaim the suspect cuts the screen or otherwise enters the victim's back pool deck area and steals only pool floats that's right only pool floats uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, according to affidavit Monin broke into some of uh, the homes multiple times but the residents didn't report the theft to police until the second or third instance police finally stopped Monin as a suspicious person on thursday june 13th around 1 p.m in the uh, 1 30 in the uh, a.m in the morning uh, at the time, Monin was riding his bike down the street with a white garbage bag full of deflated pool toys. At that point, it was a pretty safe bet that the police had caught the culprit. Uh, Monin added that he had been storing the stolen pool floats in at a vacant house across the street from his own residence. Uh, Monin allegedly told police he sexually gratifies himself, himself with the pool floats, uh, according to Amonin. <clears throat> he does this instead of raping women. Oh, admirable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what a guy. Um, uh, our second pool float fucker. Our second pool float guy. I, I, could, I could not believe it when I found it, that there would be multiple of these fucking people. Are there like 14 women in Florida and that's why all these people got to do weird <laughs> shit? Like, is there, there's just not enough women to go around? 14 no. women uh, under the age of 83, yes. Uh. Whoa. Police found several 
uh, oh, distinctive yeah. floats oh, oh. among Monin's ill-gotten collection, including a large yellow duck and a float shaped like a piece of bacon. Uh, he Star- also had we a got float- any bacon in here. He also had a float shaped like a sliced oh, yeah. watermelon and a Shaquille O'Neal branded inflatable lounger. That's weird. Along with other lounge yeah. chair style floats. So many comments. I don't. Oh yeah. God. Uh, Mo- Why did you have to mention ex- that? Never mind. Already an ex-con with a history of burglary uh, may have topped his rap sheet with this ridiculous, troubling crime spree. Yeah, he was held in jail with bond set at sixteen thousand dollars. Oh, sixteen thousand. <laughs> That's what happened June seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. Anybody remember the name of the guy in Ohio who did this? No, but I'm sure you do. No, I know. I, I I have no idea. Definitely didn't have that that great last name, Monin. No, no, he did oh not. Oh my god! I'm so glad we all got done in under an hour, so that we had time. For that segment to be done, well, all three <laughs> segments were stellar tonight. What are you talking about? The right, yes, they were three segments. You're right. Well, the additional three segments that uh, I don't, I don't. It's how do you look at something like a pool float and just get that. Well, how, do you def- how do you deflate them quick ah. enough? Do you, do you steal them, take them out, and then deflate them? And then get on your bike and go away? Oh, or yeah, you got it. You're I sitting mean, in the backyard trying to deflate those fucking nah, things. Because sometimes would, they're, they're really hard to deflate. It would make a whistling noise, too, as the air is coming out. You don't want to alert the homeowner that they're going to lose their precious $15 Walmart pool float. Less than that. <laughs> Probably less I feel that. like... So you, see if you're in a pricey neighborhood. Well, you, I mean, if you're getting a duck or a piece of bacon, might be a little bit more. And the the lounger, I'm sure, was astronomically expensive. <laughs> you specifically have to really consider bringing in your pool floats at the end of the night. Somebody Seems will like cut that. a hole in that screen. I, I to get. I it. have a camera all set up. I can't wait. I can't wait for this to happen. I if, if it happens once, it's going to happen again. So I'm going to set out traps for him. Traps. Traps. Are you serious? Oh yes. My God. What are the traps going to be? Sexy pool floats? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like naked ladies. Inflatable women, maybe? Uh... <laughs> oh, see, now you're onto something. They have one of those big, giant fucking teeth traps that come down. Oh, my God. Catches his leg in it. Ouch. No. Oh, God. Fucking Florida is so weird. <laughs> Listen, Ohio is just as weird as it, it has been proven. Ohio, if not number one, is is certainly number two. No, number yeah, two, but what? Hundred doesn't. But but why are you taking pride in in then you know just saying I'm not worse than Ohio? I mean, Ohio, <laughs> not. everybody knows Ohio is shit. Not everybody. Johnny Hockey <laughs> thinks Ohio is the best. Johnny Hockey and obviously well, close his, to New that's Jersey. That's where his yeah friends and family are. Fantilli's out of there first bus he can get Fratelli I'm sorry Fratelli right 
he's got to he's got to go over to fucking the goondocks <laughs> in his uh or uh, what was it off-road vehicle orv no, bullet RV. holes bullet holes signs of matzo balls all right all right that's gonna do it that's that's the end of season three of the friends and rivals podcast what are you fucking people listening to we will see you again uh, uh in september uh, don't forget to follow us at, on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Leave us a review on Apple podcast. We will read them on the air. If you want us to turn on notifications for the friends and rivals podcast. So you never miss an episode. Billy. Say something witty. I'm noticing the pattern. Like every time Steve has a Coke zero, somebody's out there fucking a, a pool toy. I there's that, but, uh, it is the end of this season, uh, so everybody go and enjoy baseball season. Last place, Yankees. Yeah. Comer cremation. No, bullshit. <laughs> no. You fucking asshole. Oh, good, man. Fucking oh, jerk That was the only way right. season three could end. Tom, 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 Tom. Bye-bye. So long. Farewell. Bye-bye. So long.